1: wherever you get your podcasts. What
0: follows may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised.
2: The world is full of stories. Stories of mysteries. Of curiosities. Of oddities. Join Kat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the box of oddities
3: oh my god i gotta tell you the story i just got back from shopping at uh, red walmart which is what i call target and uh, you know i i I drive a blue dodge ram pickup truck
0: i do know it's in my driveway
3: (laughs) right so I, I come out of uh, Red Walmart and I get in my truck and I'm looking for a pen and I'm going through the glove compartment and I'm like, this is not my stuff. And I realize that I got in somebody else's truck. No. The doors were unlocked. Of course, in Maine, we rarely lock our doors. Uh, so what's worse than that feeling? It would be the owner coming up as I'm going through his glove compartment. No. It would have been worse, but I didn't know it was the owner, and he saw me in his truck, so he just got in my truck. <laughs> he thought that was his truck.
0: Well, if there's someone already in your truck, you sure. must be like, oh, I must yeah. be in the going to the wrong truck. Wrong it must place. be. Yeah. Yep. I always assume that I'm in the wrong. So like, <laughs> I'm like, yep. You just take that one. That's fine.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh, it was so embarrassing, and I get out and I go, "Hey, how's it going?" He's like, um. My truck got messier, and I'm like, "Well, that's not because it's yours it's 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 my truck um, i I need to clean up. I have a pile of empty water bottles and slim, fast bottles <laughs> on the floor of my truck. As well as granola wrappers and apple cores. I've been on a diet, sweetie.
0: The apple cores are kind of gross, though.
3: I was actually driving. I do a- want
0: to say first and foremost, you know, the apple cores are an exaggeration. He's not a disgusting person who lets <laughs> food rot in the vehicle.
3: No, I don't. Uh, the reason I mention that is because I did forget one morning and I left it in the cup holder, and then Ugh. I got in the truck the next day, and I'm like, oh, that's gross. Mm-hmm. So now what I do is because I eat an apple on the way to work in the morning. Is is now I just get to one particular intersection. Uh, you know, because we live in the country, it's not like a busy intersection. Right. And I roll my window down and throw the apple core out, and it gives me the adrenaline rush of littering. But but knowing that I'm not really right. littering is comforting. That,
0: that sexy littering adrenaline rush.
3: Oh, I love it. It's so <laughs> awesome.
0: Oh, but in a couple of years, you'll see a little baby apple tree, and you know it's because of you and and your fruit littering. It's a circle of the life. life.
3: All righty. Yeah, so I'm trying to get my holiday shopping done, and that made me think about. Remember that toy drive we were involved in? Uh, about well, we're still involved in it. About ten years ago, there was uh, a one one gift that was donated, and it was a little baby doll that, w- even though it was wrapped, <gasps> it started talking. Yes, inside the wrapping.
0: That was the year that I made the mistake of volunteering to wrap all of the gifts for like I think seven hours. <laughs> it was a bad.
3: It was was a time where we didn't see much of each other. Mm -mm. Uh, But this doll, I swear it said, Islam is the light. You remember? Uh I remember
0: people saying that.
3: Well, it would just go off by itself. You'd be walking down the hall and inside a pile of wrapped packages, you'd hear... Islam is the light, and and I remember there being a debate about whether or not that was being said right. or whether or not it even happened. As the years went by, people started referring to it as, as an urban legend, but it really did happen, and I looked it up online, and and we're not the only people to experience it. I actually found a clip of it. Listen. <laughs> Sounds like Islam is the light to me, but even the internet is calling it uh, an urban legend. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But it's because it, it is. It's not an urban legend. It's, it's like the time that our co-worker insisted that uh, the line in uh, You're the One That I Want from the Grease soundtrack was John Travolta.
3: <laughs> well, that's just a misheard lyric. That's not an urban legend. There is a difference.
0: Well, I, I would consider that a misheard lyric. Okay.
3: It's I, just technic- a baby doll lyric. Okay. All right. But, in turn, that reminded me of a friend who uh, who had little kids with uh, remember those furbies? yeah, and one night this spies. Furby- yeah, they were spies like Alexa is oops, sorry, I activated your Alexa again, didn't I. <laughs> uh all right rabbit trail uh the last episode we weaved into our dialogue Alexa ordering butt plugs and things like that mm-hmm. and we got several uh comments and emails from people saying that's not funny <laughs> 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 one lady said that she kept her she keeps her echo on the nightstand and even though some of the other people said that uh, they were crying with laughter, uh, she said she was not doing that. She was too busy uh, canceling all the orders for the butt plugs.
0: We didn't say to order butt plugs. We said add them to the shopping list.
3: Right. We didn't. We would never order butt plugs. Alexa, order. do butt- oh, okay. <laughs> So Furby wakes up in the middle of the night and starts jibber jabbering and scares the crap out of these two little girls. Mm-hmm. The parents come into the room and they can't get it. Can't get the Furby to stop. Talking, And so they take the batteries out of it, and it still continues to talk for a while. <laughs> Haunted toy. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. Because it is the holiday season, I'm sure a lot of people are buying toys for, for the little ones or for themselves. Sure. These are uh, experiences from Redditors of toys that scared the living crap out of them.
0: I sure hope that uh, Teddy Ruxpin running out of batteries is on that list. Probably is. that's terrifying. (laughs) Let's read a story. No, thank you.
3: Yeah. Ice Phoenix 18 wrote, I had a little plush bunny from Easter that played music when you squeezed its tummy. I kept it in a drawer in my closed closet. One morning at 5 a.m. I woke up to something landing on my stomach. It was the bunny playing the music incredibly slowly. What? (laughs) I got up and threw it in the hallway because it scared me so much. When uh, my mom came to wake me up, I asked her if the bunny was still there. And she said, no, there was no bunny in the hallway. And it wasn't in the dresser. It had disappeared. What? (laughs) Holy crap. (laughs) And what is it about... uh, music from those little animated toys that when it's playing slow like a music box winding down it just such a, a creepy atmosphere it creates Twat waffle 83 writes
0: <laughs> that's magical
3: <laughs> you know those cheapy plastic dolls that you can get at craft stores that you can knit or crochet elaborate dresses for Sure. they were popular with uh, old ladies Uh, She says, my mom received one of these dolls with a purple and white dress from an elderly neighbor lady, not long before the lady passed away. My mom had a blue armchair in her bedroom and she kept the doll on it. The doll would just sit on it. She would always keep the door open. Every time I would pass the room, the doll would turn its head and look at me. My nephew is not much younger than me, experienced the same thing. I had nightmares about that doll. Eventually, my mom gave it away, and I was beyond relieved.
0: I would imagine.
3: Nayang Tori writes, when I was younger, about 10 or 12 years old, I remember my mom had two Minnie and Mickey Mouse toys. They were about as tall as a five-year-old child and really old. A friend of my grandmother gave them to my mom and she gave them to me. I used to play with them and sleep with them, but after a while I started noticing some weird stuff happening with the noise. One day I left Mickey on my bed with Minnie in the living room. So I went to the kitchen because my mom was talking to me. When I came back, Mickey was close to the door of the bedroom, like he was trying to get out. And it happened over and over and over again. In different parts of the house, the toys kept moving from one part of the house to another. I always asked mom if she was moving them, and she said no. So, yeah.
0: Now, I, I feel very differently about this depending on how and when they're moving. So he said that the... Minnie doll was in the living room, and the Mickey doll was in the bedroom, right? Yeah. So was Mickey trying to get to Minnie? Were they always intending to be together? That's sweet and demonic. That. But that if is. it's um, if it's just <laughs> moving around for funsies, that's just terrifying. Yeah.
3: No, I think probably Mickey was trying to sneak out for some sexy time. Ew. Zansky writes, when I was a little kid, I used to sleep with a bed full of soft toys. I had my large bears and Noah, which was the awesome polar bear that has never left my side since I got him. I fell asleep after a few hours, but something woke me up after my mom had gone to bed. It was about one or two o'clock in the morning. I could hear something. I stayed very still and I listened. Then I felt it. One of my soft toys climbed over me and slid down the side of my bed and onto the floor with a thud. I tried to catch it moving. It was just standing next to my bed. It was a floppy bear, and it it couldn't stand on its own. I grabbed it and asked it, what the hell it was doing? (laughs) (laughs) It didn't say anything or move. I dumped it back on my bed and fell asleep. After a while, I made sure all the dolls and soft toys, apart from Noah, left my room after that. I've tried to rationalize it since then. I was pretty young, and it happened when it happened, I was under 10. But I remember it so clearly. I wasn't dreaming. I know I wasn't dreaming. Good God in heaven!
0: I love the idea of uh, like interrogating a plush toy.
3: Yeah. What
0: the hell are you doing?
3: It's bedtime. Go back to sleep. <laughs> Elira twelve twenty eight writes: When I was seven or eight years old, my dad gave me a Madame Alexander doll, which started my love for beautiful, beautiful porcelain dolls. Uh oh. Mm. porcelain dolls Mm-mm. my mom's boyfriend learned this and got me a quote cheap porcelain doll for Christmas it had one of those wind up things on the back and would it played sweet child of mine by guns and roses
0: what? <laughs> that's insane
3: I just can't imagine slash and axle licensing sweet child of mine to a porcelain doll company but... I'm guessing it was ripped off <laughs> yeah probably she said I liked it at first until the middle of the night it would start playing by itself. <laughs> it moved to the very back of my closet after that, and then I left it there, where I took my sister's room. When she moved out, my brother, who inherited the old room, said he found the doll because he would hear it play in the middle of the night. Oh Sweet God. child of mine.
0: I think I, I've told you my, my porcelain doll story, um, the, the clown doll Oh, yeah. 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 That,
3: that's that's terrifying.
0: Yeah. My uh, my dad bought me porcelain dolls um, until eventually I had to say, Dad, I don't like porcelain dolls. Um, but and that was a tough conversation because I knew it would hurt his feelings. But let's not get into that. <laughs> the point was we uh, we watched it. It the miniseries when it was on TV originally. Right. And uh, my stepmother, of course, was like, don't let her watch that. She's too young. And my dad was like, ah, she's fine. And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. And then uh, so I watched it and I was immediately uh, meshed emotionally with Tim Curry. Again, t- not the point. But then I went to bed and one of the porcelain dolls that my dad had purchased for me was a clown doll oh
3: no and it was
0: on one of those stands so it did stand up but the stand was bent so it leaned over ever so slightly and it was leaning over my bed so the shelves were over my bed and the dolls kind of leaning over so when i woke up and i saw the clown leaning over me as i slept (laughs) um Yeah, I kind of had one of those weird nightmare things where it turned into real life and you weren't sure what was real and what wasn't. So I went into my parents' room to uh, rouse them as I was... Afraid, Sure. And uh, my dad was just impossible to wake up notoriously. That just wasn't going to happen. So I went over to my stepmother's side of the bed, and it made me nervous to wake her up in the middle of the night. So I, I tapped on her shoulder ever so delicately um, and then uh, whispered her name, which is Donaline. So uh, light tapping and Donaline. <laughs> Um, to which she woke up screaming, Ah. threw her arms out at me, and grabbed a hold of me. I was terrified, so I leapt into the air, uh, peed myself, Mm -hmm. and um, then just started screaming. My dad woke up, and what the hell is going on? And I'm urinating, and she's screaming, and my dad's (laughs) yelling, and (laughs) eventually it all got sorted out. I got put on the couch to watch Crocodile Dundee, Uh, but then, unfortunately, on the tape that my dad had taped several movies onto, as he did. Uh, the second movie was A Night in the Life of Jimmy Reardon, which oh, was wow. uh, much too adult-themed for me. You so it was about... it was a dramatic night.
3: So all in one night, a clown made you pee, and you learned about sex.
0: Yeah, it was rough. It was a rough one.
3: I think he did really well, though, Thank because you. I would have peed the moment I had seen the clown staring <laughs> down at me. <laughs> that would have been it. Uh, time to change the linens.
0: <laughs> Good evening, Katrina.
3: Raptor fetus wrote... <laughs> When I was about eight, I was obsessed with robot dogs and cats. But on my ninth birthday... Oh,
0: I love how you say robot. It's
3: because I grew up eight feet from the Canadian border. Robot dogs and cats. But on my ninth birthday, we went to the toy shop and there was a mini robot uh, that had games in its tiny tummy screen. It could talk to you, you know, really basic stuff. He would do dances And you could plug him into the computer with a USB and give him commands. I thought that was amazing. Anyway, in the middle of the night, my mom was woken up by someone yelling. She came in to check on me and my siblings and then went back to bed. She kept listening for it. Then again, she heard, Hello? Is anybody there? What? Mom was getting creeped out by now. Sure. She checked on us all again and we were still sleeping and then, Hello? Is anybody there? She woke me up and turned on the light. It was freaking us all out. We both looked around for the source of this creepy fuckery. Then we found the robot dancing around under some other toys, wanting to play. I got rid of him soon after, because he would turn himself on and demand attention, that creepy little bastard. <laughs> oh my. Rid of me writes, uh, my mother used to have this doll that she kept next to my bed. I'm, I'm seeing a trend here. Most of these are dolls mm. or... or robots. <laughs> My mother used to have this doll that she kept next to her bed. I'm sure it used to be cute. Uh, but at the time, it looked like it came from the Island of Dolls. Ooh. This doll had one of those strings that you would pull, and it admitted adorable, girly giggles and squeals. Except the speaker in it was mildly busted. <laughs> the sound was slowed down to a terrifying guttural <laughs> followed by a Banshee-esque shriek. Once started, it wouldn't shut up, even after I removed the batteries. Every time you looked at it, it would never be in quite the same place as it was before.
0: It's very Charles Lee Ray.
3: I don't know who this is from. It just says a former Reddit user. I had a toy that was dangerous to my mental health. It was called Amazing Amy. I remember that doll. I do not. I remember the ads for it. It was interactive and it came with a bunch of accessories. It would say things like, mommy, I want more peas. And you were supposed to take the spoon for the peas that had a little a little sensor in it. And when you touched it to her mouth, she would react. Unfortunately, the sensor, sensors in mine didn't work properly. So I would feed it the peas and it would say something like, me no want cookie, me want peas. And then it would get progressively angrier the more you got it wrong (laughs) when my dad walked in on me crying and slamming my pea spoon into her face (laughs) with all the force my tiny little arms were capable of he decided i'd had enough because i was attached to it for some warped perverted reason i just uh, took out the batteries but it didn't stop working
0: oh my goodness
3: Hellion23 writes, I had a Sauron figure with voice and light-up eyes. I picked it up in the dark once, and it hissed, I see you, and its eyes flashed red. I dropped it in shock, and it said, you cannot hide.
0: I think that's just how that toy's supposed to work. Sure, but I can see why that would freak me the hell
3: out. <laughs> Intrigued writes, I have a creepy little china doll in my room. It was given to me by my grandmother. As you might imagine, it scared the hell out of me, and I never touched it. The thing has been sitting in exactly the same spot for 13 years. One day, I was getting ready for school. I heard a soft thud behind me. I turned around, and I saw the doll's hat had flown off its head and landed in the middle of the room. I just quietly turned around and finished getting dressed before booking it the hell out.
0: Yeah, just pretend that it didn't happen. Pretend that it didn't happen. Remain calm. Skitter away, skitter away. When I was young, we lived in a split-level ranch, uh, and for some ungodly reason, I don't know, uh, whoever designed the electrical business in that house um, didn't think about the fact that a child person uh, like myself would not want to have to go all the way downstairs in order to turn the stairs light off. Ah. So I'd have to go all the way down the stairs, turn the light off, and then go back up the stairs in the dark and that period in time every night when i'd have to do that was the most terrifying time (laughs) of my life (laughs) that was when you know back of the ankles you know oh
3: they're gonna grab you
0: yeah i can still feel that feeling in my chest like that and then it's. that's right up the stairs.
3: It's be- because you watched the mini uh, miniseries of it at a very early age. We're traumatized. Well
0: the back of the the back of the foot thing was probably pet cemetery, but yeah. Oh, okay, whatever.
3: whatever. Terrifying toys are one thing. Outright dangerous toys are another. I was click <laughs> I fell into a click hole on YouTube and I was watching television ads from the sixties for toys that were coming out. Yeah. There was one where you put this little cap on and it. it had a rope on it with a weight and you'd swing it around with your head. I'm thinking, oh sure. whiplash.
0: Right. Good and God. And that thing smashing you in the face.
3: Yeah. And there was also a uh, click clacks. They were based on an Australian weapon that was used to trip ostriches.
0: <laughs>
3: Jeez. <laughs> and you would you just flip them up and down. And they were basically these really heavy... Plastic balls that would click together and go up and then click on the top and click on the bottom. Oh, yeah, yeah, and t- 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 like yeah. that. Yeah, I'm surprised there weren't more deaths involving click clacks.
0: <laughs> Which, of course, makes me think of that old Saturday Night Live sketch, <laughs> Bag O' Glass.
3: Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> hey kids, hey, get your bag. It's of...
0: a bag o' glass.
3: Get your glass shards. <laughs> Terrifying Toy Stories, which I would love to have Pixar do as their <laughs> next installment.
0: Yes, please.
2: Halfway through, and you're still awake. It must be time for that thing in the middle.
0: I love that we are to the point in the show where people are really starting to do it for us. <laughs> it means a lot to me.
3: That we don't have to work as hard. <laughs> Yeah, we re- we received this uh, email from, from Byron this morning, actually. He said, I have a weird story that's been on my mind for years. Maybe it would be a good thing in the middle. Here's a here's my glitch in the matrix. And it's a weird story about some, some of his hiking equipment. He had some orange water
1: bottles.
0: Yeah, it, he was on a hike, and he had these orange water bottles. Anyway, we'll let him tell the story.
1: Okay. So I've got a little glitch in the matrix story for y'all. About 15 years ago... Uh, My friend and I, we went hiking up a mountain in Hawaii. When we came back, uh, we were driving out of the park area. We had thrown our water bottles into the back seat because they were too big to fit into the cup holders. Uh, One was up on the car seat and the other was down on the floor. We're driving along a residential neighborhood going about 20 miles per hour. And I notice something in my rearview mirror. I look. A little bit closer and it's orange. It's one of the water bottles. So I turn real fast and look in the back seat. The one on the seat is still there, but the one that was on the ground, uh, it's not there anymore, it's not there anymore. It's behind the car slowly spinning on its side. I don't know how it got there. My friend didn't know either. We haven't talked about it since. I just wish I knew how it got there. Well,
3: they say that matter is ninety-nine percent empty space, so it could have just slipped through all that empty space in the floorboards of his car and ended up on the street. Huh? That's that's what I think. <laughs> it's a quantum physics thing, sweetie.
0: Okay, okay.
3: The box of oddities with Cat and Jethro Gilligan Toth you realize that we're about six months away from our fourth wedding anniversary?
0: We're even closer to our engagement anniversary.
3: We had a great wedding. You did a great job. You planned the whole thing Thank from you. soup to nuts, as the kids say. Well, the kids back in the 1800s would say. <laughs> But I'll bet you wish you would have had uh, Zola to help you out.
0: You know it. Our wedding planning took about a year and a half. And I feel like I could have cut that time down to, I don't know, six days (laughs) with the help of Zola. So... That's why 500,000 couples have used Zola. They take the stress out of wedding planning with a free wedding website, dream wedding registry, affordable save-the-dates and invitation, easy-to-use planning tools. It's all in one spot.
3: Start with a free wedding website. It's so easy. It only takes you a couple minutes, and you're thinking,
0: I don't know how to do a website. Mm -hmm.
3: They make it so easy, you you wouldn't even believe how easy it is.
0: I think one of the most difficult things for us in our wedding planning process was we didn't want children at the wedding. (laughs) How do you tell people that you don't want their kids around? Yeah. Well, Zola makes it easy. There's a helpful (laughs) FAQ section to address those awkward questions. Like, can I bring my snot nosed kids? Or can I bring that weird guy that I've been dating from the video store? The answer is no.
3: And by the way, who works at a video store nowadays?
0: Actually, I think it's gonna make a comeback, but that's not the point.
3: Zola makes it easy to personalize your favorite design with a hundred beautiful wedding website designs to choose from. Uh, you can add photos and stories, maybe, you know, some background on how you guys met.
0: And it makes it easy for guests as well. So guests will love the free shipping and returns, price matching and more when it comes to your wedding registry. Over 500 top brands like Cuisinart, Sonos and Airbnb. What? Someone can gift you your honeymoon.
3: You can create a funds for your honeymoon. Yeah. To start your free wedding website and get $50 off your registry on Zola, go to Zola.com slash box.
0: That's $50 off your registry on Zola. And to start your free wedding website, go to Zola.com slash box. That's Z-O-L-A dot slash box.
3: Zola.com slash box. Get your free wedding website and also $50 off your registry on Zola.
0: We should have a registry.
3: We're already married. Yeah, but... <gasps> Second wedding.
0: Yee!
3: You're listening to the Box of Oddities. The question is, why?
0: <laughs> eh,
3: any what you got
0: for me? So you remember me telling you the story about my dad's mom and how she hated me. And
3: (laughs) uh, (laughs) yes, I I do remember that story.
0: One day she was at the house visiting and she had given me some gum or someone had given me some gum. I don't remember exactly how it went. But uh, later I was having a bath and she had to use the bathroom. So um, she came in and uh, she peed or washed her hands or whatever it was and then she kind of peeked in the bathtub and she said uh what did you do with your gum and i told her that i had swallowed it and she laughed like this this like thorough belly kind of like (laughs) uh and then she said you know what happens when you swallow your gum your organs stick together and you die
3: (laughs) and What's more horrifying, the thought that uh, your organs are sticking together and you're going to die or that your paternal grandmother thinks it's hilarious? Yeah,
0: and then she just walked out. And so, of course, I was, you know, overcome with fear that I was on my way out. And uh, so I got dressed or towel. I don't remember how I proceeded after that, but I do remember going to my dad and being like, "Ah, I'm going to die. And your
3: dad's like, why don't you go take a nap in the room with a creepy clown doll? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you yeah. just had it. I
0: had no chance.
3: No, I'm surprised no. you survived. <laughs> your instinct served you well.
0: <laughs> so anyway, we've uh, we've all heard uh, that thing that uh, gum. If you swallow gum, it will stay in your stomach for it. When I was a kid, I had always heard seven years. I mean, this was after the traumatic. Uh, it will kill right. it's you. It's like thing.
3: like the statute of limitations for gum. <laughs> right after right. seven years, you can't pros- uh, prosecute
0: or. Um, What's it called when you're when you're considered kind of married even though you're not really Common married law. there we go yeah that's after seven years right I don't know or I think if someone leaves stuff at your house it's yours after seven years too anyway uh, so yeah uh, most of the ingredients in chewing gum is uh, they're easily digestible so like sugar and flavorings and mint oils etc but the gum base is fairly resistant to stomach acid and digestive emzy- enzymes. But, no, it doesn't hang out in your stomach for seven years or forever, or stick your organs together and kill you. Generally, it will just make its way down its your digestive tract and uh, you know, out your your gravy train. <laughs> um, the, uh, unless of course, uh-huh. you've swallowed a huge amount of it all at once, and like, then it can cause like. like
3: Eight pounds or something. Something like that. Yeah. Then well, it can sure. cause
0: intestinal blockages, and and then you, you, well, you know
3: enough of anything will cause, you know, you swallow say forty Barbie doll heads.
0: Right. Yeah. Eventually, yeah. that will that will
3: lead to an intestinal blockage. Sure. Probably yeah. by the time you get into double digits,
0: I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Especially Skipper. skipper. That little bitch is always causing problems in your intestinal tract. <laughs> Anyway, uh, in 2015, though, a teenager may have died after consuming too much chewing gum. So the uh, story was that she was eating upwards of 14 sticks a day and uh, oftentimes would swallow her gum. Her name was Samantha Jenkins, and she was 19 years old, and she died in the arms of her mother. Oh, my God. After being taken to the hospital following a violent fit. So what the doctors had discovered is that because of the amount of gum that she had swallowed there was a blockage and it was keeping her body from absorbing nutrients that she did need so she had um like a deficit in several things that your body needs in order to function correctly her mother was also concerned about the amount of uh, artificial sweeteners that she was consuming uh, but the doctor said That, though not good for you, uh, wasn't the cause of her death, that it was just the fact that she wasn't getting the nutrients she needed because of this blockage. Wow. Yeah. Terribly sad, but also very uncommon. Um, It's just not a good idea to eat things that aren't made for eating. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's a general rule. Sure. Um, I was reading about this uh, as well. I ended up in in a weird click hole. And the, the, the idea that carrots make you see better. Right. So the claim is said to have its origins in World War II. And this, this information comes from the Telegraph. So when a propaganda campaign popularized the idea that carrots will make you see better, you can see the enemy when you eat carrots. You know, it was what? It was real weird. Um, but so
3: there are a bunch of guys sitting around trying to come up with an ad campaign for, for the carrot industry. <laughs> Here's what we're going to say. Yeah. Okay. Those were weird times.
0: They were weird times. There is some truth to the idea that, that carrots help you in, in, in your vision. Um, they are rich in beta carotene, which is a type of vitamin A that helps maintain good vision. But uh, unless you have a vitamin A deficiency and your vision isn't good, uh, then It the- can correct it. It it can help, okay. for sure. Okay. Um, however, in London, in 1974, a coroner's inquest found that the death of a 48-year-old man was caused by carrots and an Excess? overconsumption oh my God. of carrot juice.
3: No kidding.
0: So the coroner's court heard evidence that... The man, named Basil Brown, who was a scientist, was taking vitamin A supplements. But in addition to that, he was also drinking about a gallon of carrot juice a day. So his skin... Was bright yellow at the time that he died. And the pathologist who performed the autopsy said that the effect of the enormous amount of vitamin A that he was taking in from carrots and tablets was indistinguishable from alcohol poisoning. What? So it produces the same result. He died um, from cirrhosis of the liver.
3: Wow. Provoked by excessive carrot consumption.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I get it. I love carrot juice. So good.
3: I would rather die from alcohol poisoning than carrot poisoning.
0: I don't know. Carrot juice uh, it makes you feel like you filled yourself with goodness. And by the time you're getting alcohol poisoning, you're like, ooh.
3: That's true.
0: I mean, you remember last Halloween? In uh, that time, I almost died well, in the bathtub.
3: You didn't almost die in the bathtub. I did
0: almost die in the bathtub. You
3: forgot how many shots of tequila you had had, and somebody gave you another one, and then you threw up in the back seat, uh, in a McDonald's Happy Meal box.
0: But then I got in the bathtub and decided it was time for a bath, and I locked the door.
3: <laughs> yeah, I never take a bath <laughs> when you're intoxicated because you fell asleep yeah in the tub and you still had your halloween costume on some of it some of it you were dressed as lydia Dietz from uh beetlejuice and uh, that was just weird to wake up in the morning and come in and see a drunken lydia Dietz half submerged in water
0: it was cold by that time too it was rough anyway what was i going with that oh yeah carrot juice it's better for you yeah okay So in uh, Slavic, Baltic, German, Hungarian, Turkish and Indian folklore, it's said that when a person is talking about you behind your back, that's when you get hiccups. What? Yeah, it's one of those old wives' tales. Like if one of your palms is itching, then you're gonna get money, or if sure. the other palm's sure. itching, you're gonna lose money. If or your something ears like are burning. Someone's talking about exactly. You. Yeah. Um, and this is this this little nugget here is how I actually started this this weird rabbit hole. The old English word for the word hiccup is alseguda, which uh, derives from the fact that it was thought back in the day, that hiccups were caused by
3: elves. (laughs) I can see how elves might cure the hiccups. You see them and it startles you so much that, (laughs) "Oh, hey, I'm not hiccuping anymore. (laughs) I want to learn more about the Elven hiccup cure.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Charles Osborne could have used the elven hiccup cure. Um, He is, according to Guinness Book of World Records, had the longest bout of hiccups ever recorded. So the story goes that he was weighing a hog for slaughter in 1922. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And he said, quote, I picked it up. And then I fell down. I felt nothing, but the doctor said later that I busted a blood vessel the size of a pin in my brain. So the result of that was that he had damaged a small part of his brain that inhibited the hiccup response. And that began his hiccups. In the beginning, he was hiccuping at a rate of about 40 times per minute on average. Oh, my God. Eventually he learned to suppress most of the noise that the typical hiccup uh, emitted by breathing methodically between the hiccups and that was actually a technique taught to him by doctors at the Mayo Clinic. Eventually he was able to slow those hiccups down to about 20 per minute. It's estimated that he hiccupped 430 million times. Oh my God,
3: he must have had ripped abs.
0: Well, he was married twice over his life. Uh, His second wife married him in the midst of his bout of hiccups. He fathered eight children, but later in life, he did encounter some real issues with this hiccup thing. He was forced to start grinding food that he ate into a blender because it became really hard for him to swallow and consume.
3: Yeah, the time is swallowing between the hiccups. Oh my God.
0: Um, But then, miraculously, his hiccups stopped.
3: How, how long had it been?
0: It had been 68 years.
3: Did he die right after? Because that would have One sucked. year later. No! You're they kidding. They don't
0: know why his hiccup stopped, but he had one year of hiccup-free life before he died. The total of his life was spent 29 years not hiccuping, 68 years hiccuping. Oh, that sucks. Well, at least he had that one last year. I suppose. That's the way that I look at it. Like
3: You're such a glass half full, <laughs> or in this case, one ninetieth full kind of person.
0: <laughs> so he holds the Guinness Book World Record uh, for the longest bout of hiccups ever recorded.
3: Well, at least he has that.
0: At 68 years.
3: Wow, that's crazy. So let that be a lesson to you if you're considering weighing a hog for slaughter. Yeah. Unless you have some elves around, then you'll be okay. Just... <laughs> I, I don't know.
0: Yep. Uh, hey, uh, yeah. uh,
3: the more you know.
0: Do 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 do. You
3: know, thinking back to your your story about the swallowing gum, it yeah. reminds me of a story that a friend of mine told me. Who she works at a, a clinic, one of those hydrocolonic clinics where you go in and you get you know you get flushed a, out, get flushed out, get a colon cleanse, mm-hmm. and. I guess it's, it's pretty graphic. When they're sucking it out, it goes through you know a, a machine and, and it has glass tubes in it. You can actually see whatever it is that's coming out.
0: I would hope so.
3: Well, one day she was performing this on a, um, a middle-aged lady and a Barbie doll shoe came through. <laughs> Apparently, she had, the, the lady had swallowed a Barbie doll shoe when she was young and it had stayed in there all those years. I would have rinsed it off and put it on eBay. Imagine what that's worth. I'm a value hunter. Whenever we go to a yard sale, I'm looking at all the crap. Can I put that on eBay? Hmm.
0: Has that been in someone's butt? Hmm.
3: <laughs> yep. Those are the, that's the two criteria that I I go by. Can I eBay it? Number one and number two. Has it been in somebody's butt? Answer yes to one of those questions. I'm your buyer.
0: That's why one of the reasons why uh, it bothers me so much when people put money in their mouths uh, because, you know, like not dollars and such, but change. You know, there's a certain percentage of change that has been through a human's body.
3: Sure, probably most. At least as far as pennies go. I
0: know. My nephew swallowed some pennies once, and uh, his dad had to go through stuff to make sure that they all came out.
3: His dad was actually in the bathroom counting change. Yep. Wow.
0: Yeah. And you know it made its way back into circulation.
3: Of course it did.
0: P.S. Happy birthday, Dennis. Love you.
3: (laughs) Interesting stuff. Thanks for sharing that.
0: You're welcome. It's part of my job.
3: Yep. And you do it well. Thank you. I must say. <laughs> we got a message on Facebook from Freak Danny. Uh, he Freak just, Danny? Freak Danny. That's what he called himself. He Freak Danny. Um, he wanted us to know that he got his VIP tickets to our show in Nashville. He's bringing his whole family from Asheville, North Carolina.
0: So amazing.
3: Looking forward to seeing you, Danny. And if you would like to get your tickets, there are still some available.
0: com. Log on uh, to that Uh, you well, you know.
3: The live show link, and you can get your tickets there. And we look forward to seeing you in Nashville on February 27th, our first live show.
0: And we look forward to seeing you on Monday. Until then... Keep flying that freak flag.
3: Fly it proudly, beautiful freak. And so,
2: let it be known that the Box of Oddities belongs to you. The Box of Oddities commits to the telling of stories. Stories of the strange, the bizarre the unexpected we wish to offer our deeply felt gratitude and appreciation for your patronage the box of copyright 2018 all rights reserved